Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Arthur Luke, branding expert, blogger, and entrepreneur with over 35 years experience in helping some of the world's biggest brands, as well as smallest startups, define success. Today, I want to talk to you about something that all budding entrepreneurs need to know, and it's something that's taken me a very long time to master, and that is when and when not to tell others about your new dream. Telling friends and family about your new idea can actually destroy it. So what can you do to protect it? Let's be honest, change is never easy. Starting something new is a step into the unknown. It can be unsettling and frightening because we just don't know what the outcome will be. That first step is often the most difficult to take, but unless you take it, you're not going anywhere. Your idea will stay an idea, your dream will stay a dream, and the world will be none the wiser. And, unfortunately, this can be made even more difficult by the limitations of the very friends and colleagues you seek encouragement and validation from. I used to seek validation from friends every time I had a new idea, but I don't anymore, and I'll tell you why. Coming up with a great idea is a moment of magic, but it's an extremely fragile moment. As is my nature, I dive into everything headfirst with boundless enthusiasm and wearing my heart on my sleeve. I'm no different now at 60 than I was when I was 11. But new ideas need protection. Not because someone might steal them, but because well-intentioned feedback can be destructive. Your new embryonic idea needs protection from the limitations of others, especially family and friends. I have one friend who, when called for encouragement or feedback on a new idea, would always say, Oh, I had that idea years ago. Or, I read about another company who already just done that. Or, he'd say, loads of people have had that idea. And then he would spend the next 20 minutes telling me how he would do it. Interestingly, though, he never actually did any of the ideas he said he'd come up with. All he would say was, well, I could have done if I wanted to. I'm sure he had the best intentions. And at first, the result was that I'd always come away from these calls feeling depressed and deflated. Later, I'd come away from those calls feeling, well, sod him, I'm going to do it anyway. But now, I don't even ask him anymore. Not only was my idea not ready for harsh criticism, but neither was I. Remember, most of your friends and family have never tried to start a business themselves. And they don't want you to fail. They don't want you to take unnecessary risks. And they don't want you to make a fool of yourself. And in doing so, unfortunately, they can't see the light for the darkness. There's also some people who by nature are just filled with negativity anyway. And they'll demolish your fragile beliefs and fill you with doubt in an instant. Recognize these people for who they are. And sometimes we even have to ignore ourselves because we can always be our own harshest critic. There are countless examples of successful ventures, artists, musicians, authors and inventors who if they had listened to others at the very beginning would just never have succeeded. One brilliant example is J.K. Rowling whose family saw her imaginations as just, and I quote, an amusing personal quirk that would never pay the mortgage or secure a pension. But who, as we know, went on to be one of the most successful authors in the world. So the question is, when should you tell people about your new idea? Some entrepreneurs recommend getting feedback from family and friends as soon as you can, and by keeping it a secret, you're only isolating yourself from their help and support. I don't agree, though. I think that in the beginning, it's best to resist the temptation to tell everyone you know about your idea while it's still naked to the touch and blinking in the sunlight. The cartoonist Hugh McLeod said, Everybody's just too busy with their own lives to give a damn about your book, your painting, your screenplay, especially if you haven't even finished it yet. And the ones who aren't too busy, 
you don't want in your life anyway. Yes, you're going to need encouragement and emotional support as you progress, but do some groundwork first. Bed your idea down in some solid thinking and research and answer your questions before you seek the opinions of others. Here are a few things that I think you need to ask yourself about any new idea. 1. What are its strengths and weaknesses? 2. What are the potential risks and opportunities? 3. What's the potential market size? 4. Who is the customer? 5. Does it actually fulfill a need in the customer? 6. Who are the potential competitors and what is your USP, meaning what makes your idea different and more beneficial to the customer? 7. Can it be profitable? This is a really important one. Without a decent profit margin, your business will not survive or grow. There's no point working yourself into the ground, building a new business that's never going to pay enough for you to live comfortably. Yes, of course you want to do something you enjoy, but you also need to be able to eat and pay the bills too. You're not in business to be poor. 8. Is it scalable? Does it have the potential to make money while you sleep? 9. Can you do it without outside investment? I'm a firm believer in bootstrapping as an entrepreneur, meaning do as many if not all of the early tasks yourself without borrowing any money or seeking outside investment. In other words, self-funded. This is the cautious approach, but it's the way that I would recommend you begin. 10. What is your MVP or minimal viable product, meaning what is the smallest, quickest test version you can build to test and deliver customer value with the least amount of effort? And lastly, will you be able to launch it quickly? Once you've answered these questions and you feel your great idea for a new business still has potential, then seek opinions, but seek them carefully. Be selective with who you ask. Now, entrepreneurs don't work in isolation. You definitely need feedback, opinions, guidance, mentors and connections to help you make your idea a reality and a success. But give your new idea a chance to take form before you talk. Then, by all means, listen to advice, but don't be dictated by it. Now, the idea is just the beginning. What you do next will decide whether you're a dreamer or a doer. Ideas are common. Everyone you talk to has had an idea for something they'd like to do, but 99.9% .9 of people never actually get round to doing them. What is uncommon and will turn your idea into a reality is self-discipline and the ability to listen and a willingness to keep going. Now that's going to sound harsh, but if you don't do all of these, then stop now because you'll only be wasting your time and your money. You don't need the perfect idea. You don't even need an original idea to start your own business. You just need to start. Entrepreneurs are no different to anyone else. There's no special ingredient and they don't have magical powers. They're just like you and me. The only difference is they don't just dream it, they do it. But entrepreneurship is a skill and you can learn it. I was actually an accidental entrepreneur. When I started my golf ball business at the age of 11, I was just doing something I liked doing. It was only when looking back on it now that I realized that that was the start of my entrepreneurial career. But how do you decide if your idea is the right idea for you to pursue? Starting your own business requires sweat, hard work, persistence, persistence and more persistence every step of the way. You need to live and breathe your business and your brand, not because you have to, because you want to. Building a successful business, especially a self-funded business, which is how I prefer to work, is no walk in the park. It requires a lot of self-discipline, passion, patience and planning. 
There's a well-known quote by New York comedian Eddie Cantor back in the 1950s in which he says, It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Therefore, it makes perfect sense to build a business around something you actually enjoy doing. Here are a few things that I believe are worth thinking about when deciding if your idea is right for you. 1. Why do you want to start a business in the first place? And the answer for this shouldn't be just to make money. 2. Will you enjoy doing it every day? After all, life's too short to be working at a job you hate. If you enjoy doing something, then that passion will, will sustain you when self-doubt creeps in, and it will, guarantee it. I always start work really early in the morning, and I think it goes back to when I used to spend my school weekends working for my dad. He was a truck driver then, and he used to get up at 5am, and I think I must have caught the habit. My point is that often, if my wife doesn't come into the studio and remind me that I haven't had any lunch, I can completely forget about it and just work all the way through the day. It's not because I've got a deadline I've got to keep, it's just because I like doing what I do. Number three, does it scratch your own itch? And this means if you're the potential user yourself, you know the problem firsthand. You know what is wrong with, with whatever is available out there and you want to find a better way. Makes sense really. However, let me make a cautionary note here. Don't assume everyone has your problem and don't assume your solution solves their pain. Number four, does it fit well with your personality and your personal goals? Number five, does it match the lifestyle that you want to have for you and your family? I've got some very successful friends who are doing what they do purely for the money, for the exit strategy, for the buyout, but they actually hate their jobs. I have friends who do what they do because to do something else would risk the lifestyle they're used to and have come to depend on, so they just keep on keeping on. Number six, what's the worst thing that can happen if I fail? Now, I think this is an important one because it's good to know where your boundaries are. And finally, remember, the idea is where it all begins. But you need to answer these important questions before you jump into spending valuable time, energy and cost developing business plans, designs, websites, incurring legal setup costs and all the other things that come with starting your own business. Thanks for listening to my podcast and I hope you found this one of interest. So, if you or someone you know wants to start a business and break free from the desk sentence but don't know how, be sure to subscribe to my blog and podcast updates at arthurluke.co.uk. You'll also find show notes for this podcast over at arthurluke.co.uk forward slash podcasts forward slash episode 002. Next time I'll be talking about what for most people wanting to start their own business is the elephant in the room and how to meet it head on with a couple of tips that I've learned the hard way. So remember, the best time for new beginnings is now. I'd love to keep in touch. I've got lots to share and I'll talk again soon.